from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria back here with you. Brought to you by Food City. Carmen, it was a great week for the Lady Flames and Flames Athletics. We went undefeated in games that actually had a record in wins and loss. You don't see that all that often at any level. It was a great week, Philip. In fact, I'm going to pull up my Lee Flames app, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you haven't downloaded the Lee Flames app, it's fantastic. Make sure to go to the App Store available for Google Play and Apple and download the Lee Flames app. Stay connected to all things Lee Athletics. But, yeah, what a, what a weekend for our teams. You know, obviously – um, you know, women's soccer and men's soccer going down. That's a tough road trip. I mean, going down yes. to Spring Hill on Friday and then, of course, facing West Florida on Sunday, uh, always a perennial power in the Gulf South Conference. And we're going to talk specifically about that women's soccer game here with our guests today in just a minute. But, yeah, big win. I mean, to go down to West Florida, get, you know, get three points on each side, both the men and the women getting the win, that was huge. Um, you know, volleyball continues to play well. They had a nice weekend. And so um, track and field, you know, or excuse me, cross country, uh, had another solid weekend as they now get set for Gulf South Conference uh, championship. And so, uh, yeah, all the way around, it was just a really impressive weekend from our fall sports and uh, really excited for what's to come. Yeah, I don't think there's too many teams that can go into West Florida and get the doubleheader sweep. I will be interested to go back and see how many times that has happened in the last like four or five years, right. if at all. Yeah, it's, it's awfully tough to do. I mean, both the their men's and women's teams don't usually lose a whole lot. They don't no. lose a whole lot no. at home. And uh, for our, both our teams to go down there and get the win, uh, I know especially gratifying for our women on their side after uh, they ended our season last year. And so always nice, always nice to beat West Florida. I don't care what sport it is, yes. what time of year it is, uh, but I know that was pretty special for Coach Chris Hennessy and for our guest today, which is Ashley Ulo, who is a member of the women's soccer team. And Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. Let's just start there. Let's talk about Sunday's match. And, uh, man, boy, it had to be gratifying for you guys to get that big win. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you said, it was a tough road trip, um, but it was a great win for us. You know, we'd worked all week. We put all of our time and energy into this game. So just to see that pay off um, was just really great for us. Um, I think we knew, like you said, it was going to be a battle. It always is with West Florida. Um, but we were, I think we went into it with the mentality of we were just going to give our 110% and we were going to bring the energy and they were going to have to match our energy instead of the other way around. Um, and it was just a huge team win for us. It took every single person for us to win that game. So just to see all of our hard work pay off was really awesome, and I'm just really proud of us. You guys scored fairly early in the game, and then West Florida got that equalizer late in the first half, and then Ruth got the game-winning goal. What was t- talked about at halftime to say, hey, we're still level with them, we're not behind, we're basically right back where we started. What was the message going into the second half? Yeah, um, I don't think we were discouraged at all at halftime. I think we were really fired up. We knew we were going to have to – bring the energy because we knew they were going to bring the energy. So I think we just wanted to come out and start strong that first 15 minutes and just show them um, that we were here to play. So I think Ruthie getting that equalizing goal was just so exciting. And I think from there, we were just ready to defend with our lives. And um, we just really wanted to win that game. So 
Ashley, now talk to us about this year's team because obviously you guys jump up to number 11 in the country. I know you don't worry about those things in the middle of the season. That's for us to worry about here and promote. But uh, just talk about how you've seen this team grow. What areas have you guys grown the most from the start of the season when you you had a few new faces in there and then obviously you you had Ellie and you had Mallory go down, you know, some of your key leaders go down with injuries and so you've had some other players have to step up. Uh, What's been the biggest growth from this team from the start of the year to where we are right now? Yeah, so I think one thing that we always really prioritize in our team is our team culture. So I think going in and being able to start with obviously a bunch of new freshmen um, and then getting to go to England, we got to integrate them really early. So I think our team culture is the biggest thing that's grown for us. And I think that, like you said, with Ellie and Mallory getting hurt, um, just being able to have freshmen like that step up um, and just new faces step up is a really big thing for us. You you talk about this whole weekend that would be hard playing at Spring Hill mm-hmm. and then you go and play at West Florida. Both of those games are, you know, in the middle of the day. They're mm-hmm. basically on the coast, so it's very, very hot. How did you guys kind of prepare yourself on that Saturday in between, you know, playing a tough match against Spring Hill and then a really tough match against West Florida? Yeah, so Saturday we definitely had a lot of rest. We went to the beach but only for 30 minutes and we didn't get to <laughs> swim, so we put our toes in the water, but that was it. Um, but we definitely had a lot of rest. We ate at some nice restaurants and then where'd you go did you go to flounders we went yeah it was a place on the beach i think it was flounders, flounders i don't know it was a place on the beach but it was <laughs> it really was good. good yeah um had some seafood and then just did some team bonding that night so very good now you are from cleveland so you are in your own backyard so take us through that <laughs> dynamic because some people you know they tend to want to get away for college yeah. but as a women's soccer player uh, I mean, you're, you're playing for an elite program right in your own backyard. So was that always a goal of yours or did that something that established maybe more later in your high school career? Yeah. So for as long as I can remember, I've always come to the Lee soccer games yeah. and I've always wanted to play here. So Great. it really is kind of a dream come true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really, it feels like I'm away from home. I don't really get to go home that often because mm-hmm. we're, you know, playing every weekend. So I do feel like I'm away from home, but it is kind of nice to just be able to go back home if I need to reset. Um, so yeah. Yeah, one of the things I love, Philip, is just the ability to, you know, keep our, our hometown athletes right. here. And, you know, you know, we are the NCAA in- Division II institution here in Cleveland and Bradley County. So when you get a lot of your good athletes and you keep them in your own backyard, that's pretty special. So Yeah, definitely so. And we don't have uh, football, so obviously we can't grab the high school football player from around <laughs> here. But we seems like almost every sport has a couple athletes they do, yeah. from this area that are – not just good, but make a huge contribution. Well, the prep, yeah, the high school scene here is fantastic. And so I, I love to see that. Definitely so. So, Ashley, this weekend, or this actually Friday, is the annual Kicking It for Kids with Cancer game. What does that mean to you being a part of this? You've seen it growing up. You mentioned you go to Lee games growing up. What does that mean to you be a part of it now? Yeah, so I've been going to Kicking It games for a long time. Um, so being able to be a part of it is something really special. It's definitely probably one of my favorite games to be a part of this season. Um, but it's just really inspiring to see those kids and what they have to go through and the strength that they possess. Um, it's just really inspirational and humbling. So just to be able to give them maybe just a fun night to just take their mind off of things. Um, yeah. We talked about the highlight of the night for you. Uh, how, how about for our listeners telling them, you know, when they, when they do the introductions and those kids come out, I mean, we always end up with such special pictures from that moment because mm-hmm. you can just see the excitement on their faces. That's got to be, you know, one of the, the pinnacle moments for you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's great. Kicking it for kids with cancer, we want to let uh, all of our fans know, make sure to come on out. If you're there here locally, you can buy a T-shirt for $20. Everything goes to benefit the Austin Hatcher Foundation for Pediatric Cancer Research. Uh, Ashley, what what are some of the things that you guys like to do off the field? Because I know in the middle of the season, you're in the grind, but what are you mentioned, you know, taking some time to relax and you got you got to build in those rest days. So what are some things that you – and the girls like to do when if you're not on the pitch playing soccer yeah well we do a lot of team bonding activities um just like during away trips and stuff like that but just while we're home uh we like to i don't know just get together play cards we like to get coffee together we're big coffee people uh we have, okay favorite i gotta put you on the spot okay, here okay i know this is actually a and hot we're topic not, <laughs> and i'll just full disclosure we're not tied into any one coffee shop in town so yeah. for a from a sponsorship standpoint you're okay <laughs> so what is what's your go-to coffee shop there's a ton here in town so. yeah so right now it's bond life that's and, my wife's favorite yep, that seems to come up quite yeah, a bit it is a hot topic on our team because <laughs> we had a split between simple cafe and bond life for a while but i'm team bond life now team so. bond life there you go yep. in fact jonathan murray who does our creative content uh-huh. He is a barista there as well. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, so have I've you seen, seen him there? Times, yeah. yeah. So he's a man of uh, multiple skill sets. Yeah, we definitely have had that that discussion of which place is better. Here in I the office, I yeah. don't drink coffee, so I can stay out of the debate. But How do you not drink coffee? I'm just today? not. A, I'm not a fan of. What do you go coffee? to? What's your What's your drink of choice? Um, usually just hot tea or water, mostly. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> that's the better way to go. So yeah. you're at Bond Life. What is the What's the go-to drink? So right now, I think they have a seasonal drink. It's the brown sugar vanilla latte. Mm. It's so good. It's Very the best good. drink for sure. Very good. Uh, you pumpkin spice? Is that, you, you like that sometimes, at all? Yeah. Occasionally? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Now you mentioned cards. Okay, what's the, mm-hmm. is there a particular game you like to play? Card yeah, game? so we have a game called Spicy Uno, and it gets really heated. But <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's Uno, but with a bunch of weird rules in it. Okay, so no, if, I've, I've played Uno tons of times, yeah. but not. Uh, so, like, if the card is red, you're not allowed to talk. And if you talk, for every word, you get an extra card. So it's Ooh, just I like that. Yeah. Like okay. that. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, a so. twist on Uno. Okay. Yeah. So, who on the team typically tends to win these games? Is it, or is it pretty spread out? It's pretty spread out. Um, Kate wins a lot, I think. Jordan wins some. I don't know. I'd say it's pretty spread out. Okay. When. When the when the game is intense, mm-hmm. the game's on the line, is there somebody on the team that always tends to maybe lighten the mood or maybe after a tough loss, is there somebody on the team that you just kind of go to and they're going to bring a smile to everybody's face and they're going to lighten things up? Yeah, um, definitely the person that comes to mind would be Jordan. She's okay. probably one of the funniest people I know. So <laughs> just any kind of, if it's sad, she'll lighten it up. She'll make everybody laugh on the bus. She makes everybody laugh. So, yeah. You also mentioned with looking at the cards, who's the most competitive? You mentioned Jordan and Kate win a bunch. Yeah. Are they the most competitive ones trying to win, or is it they're just getting the right card at the right time? I think everyone's pretty competitive. I would say Kate is probably the most competitive. You can tell she really gets into it. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's hard to turn that off. I mean, yeah, you guys I are know. competitors. She's competitive all around. So, <laughs> Very good. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, it's been a great start to the mm-hmm. year. I know you've got a, you guys have big goals ahead uh, for this season, but the Lady Flames top team undefeated. Defeated top team in the GSC after a big win against West Florida on Sunday, number eleventh in the number eleven in the country. But then, of course, this Friday, so much bigger than that with the annual Kicking It for Kids with Cancer game. Men will play at five. Women will follow at seven thirty. All proceeds raised will go to benefit the Austin Hatcher Foundation, which which helps families affected by pediatric cancer. Ashley, thank you so much. Okay. Best of luck on Friday and moving forward. Thank you. We'll take a quick time out and be back with more here in a moment, brought to you by Food City. I was told the place I was looking for didn't exist. A place that could refine my raw talents into something greater. 
where I could ask big questions about my faith, not settling for easy answers. And I could risk what's comfortable in pursuit of my dream. To join with others, find my voice, and change the world. I was told that place didn't exist. Then I found Lee. Welcome back to the Burn Up Podcast. Philip Tang and Carmel Astoria back here with you. And Carmen, another special night coming up on Friday. We're recording this the day before, so kicking it for kids with cancer. Get a chance to join us on on Friday evening. Men's game will be at 5. The women will play at 7.30. And then in the spring, the lacrosse team will also do – it won't be kicking, obviously, because they don't kick a lacrosse ball. Lacrosse out cancer. They'll have a lacrosse out (laughs) cancer day. So two opportunities – partner with a great organization. Yeah, the Austin Hatcher Foundation is a uh, is a special organization that helps families affected by pediatric cancer. And the one thing I love about this organization, and we've been partnering with them now for, for over 15 years, is that they really have a holistic approach to helping families. Um, you know, when a child is diagnosed with pediatric cancer, it, it certainly obviously doesn't just affect the child or even just the parents. There's also siblings involved and there's other family members involved. And so the Austin Hatcher Foundation does a great job of providing for everyone involved in that situation. And so we, we're honored to partner with them. It's extra special because we actually have two former Lee athletes in Emily right. Osborne and Shayna Webb, who were lacrosse players, who are now on staff at the Austin Hatcher Foundation. So uh, tomorrow we'll actually be uh, doing a live remote for Mix 104.1, the local radio station here in town. And we'll be able to uh, get a chance to talk with Shayna and Emily, and they'll be there on hand. And so I know it's extra special for them to see kind of their two paths collide with the Austin Hatcher Foundation and Lee Athletics. But, yeah, it's a special night, playing shorter, so it's a rivalry game. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it's a game that, uh, you know, obviously if both teams play well, we, we expect to have a good outcome there. And so, But it's more than soccer. It's so much more than that. And so we really do want to encourage everybody to come on out. Um, help support the cause, buy a T-shirt for $20. That Those proceeds will go to benefit the Austin Hatcher Foundation and then come on out and uh, be a part of a great night. Like we said, the, the kids coming out on the field, uh, they'll also be performing at halftime. They'll be able to get out on the field at halftime mm-hmm. and score some goals and have some fun, and then they'll be out there with the with the girls and, uh, and, and some of the guys during the starting lineups. And so it's always just a very special night for the families, for, their, uh, for those kids, for their families, and then, of course, for everyone involved with the athletics. For those that don't know, how did this all this whole event get started back 15 years ago? Yeah, so it got started back in uh, you know middle uh, mid 2000s, and uh, uh, Tamara Elton was uh, was leading the charge behind that, and it was just a way for the women's soccer team to give back, you know, to to join with a with an organization right here locally here just in Chattanooga uh, that was doing so much to help families affected by pediatric cancer and. Uh, Pediatric cancer is just such a uh, such a devastating news to families, and so to be able to rally behind an organization that does so much to help those families, I think was really important. And so from there, it's just continued to take off, and it's been a long-standing partnership. We uh, we love supporting it. We love working with them. As you mentioned, we've expanded it now to include a, a lacrosse game in the spring as well. And so uh, they just do tremendous work, and anything that we can do to help uh, the work that they do, we want to rally behind. So yeah, for the for the past 15 plus years it's been one of those events each and every fall uh that i look forward to personally right and that uh, it's just it, it's a great opportunity as ashley mentioned you know she grew up coming to lee women's soccer games seeing those kicking it for kids with cancer matches and just the the ability for our student athletes to 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 put a smile on a kid's face you know for a night let them not think about anything else but just being out there having fun and being a kid and that's really uh what the night is all about so we want to thank everybody from corporate sponsors to uh, all of our 
uh, great supporters and those who donate their time and their money uh, towards this foundation. It's a great night. We already touched on a few of the games from last weekend, but Lady Flames Volleyball got three wins last week, lost on Tuesday night to Montevallo, but they're moving along pretty well. That Montevallo game, I was watching it online on, on Flow Sports, and they just had a couple of players that just we had no answer for their height. So that was a bad matchup for us, but we got three wins, including a huge win over Huntsville, and then, of course, beating the rival Shorter last week. So we're in the right track trying to make a push for that Gulf South Conference tournament. Yeah, I, I think Coach Fobb's got him in the right direction, man. I'm telling you, listen, they're 11-7 and seven right now. I think we're 3-3 three and three in the GSC. But, um, you know, you're really seeing the team grow each and every match. I mean, you know, you have five-setter five with Montevallo. When they played us here, all three sets were close, but it was a 3 nothing game. Uh, so you just see the team continue to grow. You got a big win against Alabama Huntsville. Been a long time since we beat them in volleyball. And so, yeah, I mean, just with each win, you can see the confidence building and – uh, Coach Fob uh, and and CC have done a great job here early on um, with with this team, and uh, the girls are having fun. I mean, yes. they're having fun. Uh, they're playing the game the right way. They're playing tough. They never give up. They're always in every match. And so, hey, I look forward to it. I know they got a tough road trip down in Mississippi this weekend, and then next weekend West Florida comes to town. Uh, <laughs> the number twelfth, uh, I think, number twelve ranked team in the country. So, yeah, we're going to get tested here over the next couple of weeks. But uh, certainly, if you haven't been out to a Lee volleyball game this year. Uh, there's quite a different feel and vibe around this team, and they're exciting to watch. Yeah, you already mentioned they play Mississippi College, who was picked to finish, I think, second in the conference on Friday night, and then Saturday they take on West Alabama, who's struggling a little bit, so you'd love to get two wins this coming week. Uh, upset another team in Mississippi College. Yeah, it's an opportunity to, to get a couple. Anytime you can go on the road in, in conference play, in the Gulf South Conference, and get a win, you'll take it. And so, it's, yeah, it's a long trip. They're going to be tested. They left today. Uh, talking with Coach Fob, I think they were leaving this afternoon, so – you know, it's a long trip down there. You go down on a yes. Thursday. You don't come back until probably well after midnight on uh, on Saturday when it's before it's all said and done. It's going to be late Saturday, early Sunday morning before you get back in town. So it's a long road trip, but uh, then they'll come back home and get a couple of matches next weekend under their belt uh, there as well. So yeah, if you can if you can steal a couple on the road, you can position yes. yourself really Very well if you so. take care of your home court. Then we already mentioned men's soccer. They got two shutout victories over Spring Hill and West Florida. Spring Hill's a, a much improved team at times this year, and West Florida is always really good at home. So to be able to get two shutout wins, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Coach Pottinger, I know, listen, he he lamented the fact, you know, they went through that stretch where they, I think, four games where they didn't right. where they didn't get three points. They didn't have a win after starting off 3-0, and and he said, man, I, you know, it's been a long time in my career before, <laughs> right. since I've gone through a stretch where we didn't win. But, uh, you know, he never lost hope or he never, lo never lost faith. It was just kind of one of those rough patches, a couple of, couple of things didn't go our way you know you think back to the AUM game and even the Huntsville game where you know ball bounces a different way we probably have a different result in those games but the bottom line is some of those things tend to even out over the yes. course of a year yes. and uh, you know we played a very strategic game against West Florida obviously we got outshot quite a bit but we were able to find the back of the net and uh, you know defensively we're really starting to settle in and, uh, and I think that's been a big key as well um, you know, the ability to go out there and throw the goose egg on the board, be, go out there and kind of grind it out, find the back of the net, and, and get a couple of wins. And so, yeah, the men are playing with a lot more confidence right now. Now, it's an interesting schedule, right, because you'll come in and you'll play Friday uh, right. at 5 o'clock against Shorter, and then they won't play again for 10 days because they'll have the off weekend next weekend mm -hmm. when the women's team will play Valdosta in West Georgia who don't have men's soccer. So it's one of those right. scheduling courts where the men actually have an off weekend 
while the women will play uh, at home next weekend. So um, it's a good time. Hey, go out there, take care of business tomorrow if you're the men's soccer team, and then you can ride this three-match winning streak uh, and get some momentum going for you. Ride a four-match winning streak right. uh, if, you, if you're able to take care of business tomorrow, uh, and then they'll get some time off. I know they're playing a non-conference game, I think, that Monday yeah, the 16th Carson, Carson Newman. with Carson Newman. But you'll have ten full days before you even play, mm-hmm. and then you know, you'll have two weeks then before you play another GSC match. So time to maybe get the legs healthy, get the legs back out under you, and get ready for the home stretch. And that's where the odd number of teams comes into the Gulf South Conference. So every men's team does get a bye weekend, essentially, and then they can schedule it how, how they want to play it. So it so happened ours comes after when we take on our travel partner in Shorter. So we only play one soccer game this weekend, same thing for the women, but then they have that full week off. So it's a good chance to improve in certain areas in practice and get healthy. And then we mentioned cross-country as well this past week. Came in ninth for the Flames and sixth for the Lady Flames at a big D1 race in Louisville. Aria Hawkins was the leader for the Lady Flames. She was Gulf South Conference runner of the week. And then Matthew Fowler was the leader for the men's team. And now they've got a few weeks before they get ready for conference on October 21st back back in Huntsville. So we know exactly what that course looks like. We've run there once already this year. Yeah, it's a familiar track for these guys. I mean, it's it's a place where they they usually run there at least once a year, uh, if not twice. Like in mm-hmm. this case, it'll be uh, a couple of times. But, yeah, hitting their stride at the right time, uh, nothing stopping the women here. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's no sure things in sports, but it's about as sure of a thing as you can get to the uh, women bringing home another – GSC championship and the men are in good spot uh, you know I think right. uh, the men would certainly be the favorite on that side of things too so I know you'll be down there in Huntsville on the 21st providing live coverage of that but uh, yeah and then it, you, from there you go on to region and the nationals and so uh, it, it, it's a loaded team from top to bottom but uh, you know Aria Hawkins has separated herself right I mean, she's a GSC runner of the year no doubt she has uh, really separated herself from the rest of the field so excited to see her continue to grow. This coming week, tennis is on the road. They're at the Lander Invitational down in South Carolina on Friday and Saturday. Just more opportunities to, to see where we stand in certain things. We had a good showing in the ITA re- Fall Regional from a few of the players, so Coach Hines is g- going to see what he's got available in front of him. Yeah, these fall matches are important. Listen, they uh, they count individually from an individual standpoint and a double standpoint. They take these fall matches into account when they're rating players. Uh, no team score or anything like that will be kept here. But, uh, yeah, it's great to get out and face other competition, right? In practice, you can only face each other so much. you got to get out there and face other competition. So it's really a, a very important preseason part of uh, of their training as you look into uh, starting the season in February. So I know Coach Hines is excited about where both his teams are and what they can do and, you know, hopefully take that next step. There were a lot of big steps taken last year. There was, uh, you know, particularly on the men's side. But on the women's side, too, you get the win against West Florida. You you get ranked. You get ranked in the top 15. You, you know, you, you're right there on the bubble of getting into mm-hmm. a region. So, uh, you, you know, it's one of those things where – uh, Coach Hines just continues to build these programs up, and so I know he's excited about that. I believe that's their last fall event. Uh, I think there might be one more small one, one but more, nothing big. One more uh, event. So, yeah, they, they take these – you know, these are important opportunities to get guys out there, get girls out there, and uh, and then get ready for the uh, spring season. We're just about a month away. We're right at a month away from homecoming. We've got some big stuff. I think you guys voted on who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. We're going to 
announce that in the coming weeks. So it's a really yeah. exciting time because we don't do the Hall of Fame every year. It's every other year. And so I think we're going to have a really good class this year. Yeah, we'll talk more about this, of course, in the coming weeks. And you'll see it. Uh, make sure to download the app and LeeUFlames.com and at LeeUFlames on social media. But, uh, yeah, we'll have the Hall of Fame class. But the, the whole weekend's jam-packed. You've got Volley for a Cure on Friday, which benefits uh, the Mary Ellen Loker uh, CHI Memorial Breast Cancer Foundation. Then you've got uh, the alumni brunch. We're inviting all of our former athletes back. We started this last year inviting them back for a brunch from 10 to 11 at the Raycon Sports Complex. Then you've got the basketball games, of course. The women will tip off at noon. The men will follow at 2. And then you've got the Hall of Fame ceremony, which we're not going to spill the beans yet. we got a press release coming out, but we've got four people that are incredibly deserving of being in the Hall of Fame, so be on the lookout for that. But it's just going to be a full jam pack, And then volleyball that night. Yes. Coming back, we'll circle right back around with another volleyball day. match that night. So it's going to be a jam-packed uh, couple of days, but homecoming is always very special. So if you're an alumni, uh, please make plans to come in town. If you're out of town, hopefully you'll make plans to come in town for the weekend and come back to your alma mater. If you're local, we certainly want to invite you out. Uh, to all of those great events. And on top of that, there's several other great events going on. I was a member of Alpha Gamma Chi, one of the Greek clubs here on campus. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary. Lee Singers, an iconic choir here on campus, is also celebrating their 60th anniversary. So there's a lot of special events throughout the weekend. Before we go, Carmen, your fired-up moment from this past week. Fired-up moment from this past week. Listen, it's got to be the women's soccer team knocking off West Florida. You know, they beat us one nothing in the NCAA tournament last year to end our season. We got a little bit of revenge right. on them by going down there and getting a big 2-1 to victory. But, no, I think the team showed a lot of poise, a lot of toughness. That's the back end of a double – you know, back end of a weekend where you only get one day off in between, tired legs. You're playing in the middle of the afternoon. It's hot, as you mentioned. But uh, Coach Chris Hennessy and his ladies showed a lot of guts in going down there and getting the win. They're the number 11th ranked team in the country right now. They're the top team in the GSC. So hats off to the Lady Flames for getting that big 2-1 to win. That's my fired-up moment of the week. For mine, I'll go the opposite side. I'll go the men's soccer team getting the win over West Florida. You look at the stats, they should have probably lost 4 or 5 to nothing, just how many <laughs> shots that West Florida took. But as you mentioned, the Flames defense locked in and shut down West Florida and then got a penalty kick goal for the game winner. So mine will be the Flames getting the upset over West Florida, giving West Florida their first loss of the season. That's right. On both sides, both the men and the women giving West Florida their first loss of the season. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, like you said earlier, it's you could probably go back and see there's not a very often time that a team will come in and both the men's and women's teams will beat West Florida at home. So that's that's a rarity. We'll take that and hopefully build off that momentum tomorrow. That's going to do it for this episode of the Burn 'Em Up podcast. As always, brought to you by Food City. Our thanks to Ashley Yulo for joining us here on this edition. We'll be back next week with another guest. Until then, for Carmel Toria, I'm Philip Tang. So long. Mm-hmm.